Welcome, everyone. This is Mike Adams, the Health Ranger, reporting for naturalnews.com. And we're joined today by phone by Jim Turner. He is with Swankin and Turner, a Washington, D.C.-based law firm. He is the leading consumer interest and health freedom attorney in the United States, very well known in the health freedom industry. And he brings us news today of a very important case, a showdown in Washington happening right now. Jim, thanks for joining me on the phone today. It's great to be here, Mike. Now, could you give us a brief of what's going on with this case, who it involves, and what's at stake? Daniel Chapter 1 is a religious group uh, that has been doing uh, various kinds of ministries for about 30 years. And about 25 years ago, it began as a part of its ministry to sell uh, and, um, and provide for its followers dietary supplements and herbal products, uh, all in conjunction with their own beliefs based on the Bible. Uh, they had, prior to that, uh, done um, home ministry work in uh, Poland, um, China, and other countries that were uh, communist countries at the time. And in fact, in China, they were arrested. They were uh, arrested and uh, in, in uh, blocks from passing Bibles out by the Chinese government. They find it quite ironic that the American government now is blocking them or attempting to block them from presenting information about their dietary supplements. In any case, the FTC brought an action against them for alleging alleging that they were making unsubstantiated claims that their products could cure cancer. They deny that they were making such claims, and they are fighting the case and probably will go all the way to the Supreme Court with it. So what, what's their, their argument here? They have a two-fold set of arguments. One, the overseer of the organization, James Figio, and his wife, Patricia Figio, uh, have been working in the field of health for years. Uh, uh, Jim started out as a, uh, a high school uh, athletic coach, football, wrestling, and so forth, and uh, learned a great deal about how nutrition can help performance. He's coached a number of very well-known professional athletes in a number of fields. And in taking that knowledge and his own knowledge of the Bible, he began to formulate ideas about health and herbal substances. Mrs. Ficcio had worked for several years as a a cancer researcher, a bench um, technician looking at cancer cures and being tested by the drug industry and became quite concerned about their danger. The two of them pooled their knowledge, and uh, Jim would come up with ideas about how to proceed that would be helpful to people based on his experience, and they would look at formulas, and they would uh, uh, gather information. Um, uh, Patricia Fisio went on and became a very high, highly trained homeopath. She would apply her knowledge to the information that Jim drew on the Bible, and come up with information that created products that they felt would be health, helpful to people. Uh, they never, they were very, very careful never to say that their products would cure cancer. Uh, for example, they uh, offered their products to be used with people who were taking chemotherapy. Mm-hmm. They did this on the basis of the fact that a couple of hospitals in their area actually referred patients to them for their products after they had given them chemotherapeutic agents. The FTC is challenging this as being unsubstantiated by conventional scientific methods. Uh, We're pretty clear over the years of working in this area that conventional scientific methods have been very, very poor in establishing the safety and efficacy, uh, both on the one hand of pharmaceutical drugs and on the other hand, 
they can't even penetrate what's going on with herbs and other supplements. Right. What about the issue of just religious freedom? Because if the FTC is going to go after this church, couldn't they go after any church for, for example, uh, holy water, which has uh, an effect on a person, or the, you know, the red wine and the crackers served during religious ceremonies? I mean, couldn't, couldn't the FTC go after all churches? We are arguing that they cannot. There are, court, uh, there are court findings that the FTC does not have authority over nonprofit organizations of any kind. Uh, we are arguing that whatever the issue is about all nonprofit organizations, clearly they do not have authority over churches. And that is one of our major arguments. It is very important, however, to make clear we are arguing that these individuals have the right to rely on the Bible first of all, because of their religious orientation, but secondly, because of freedom of speech. And we believe anybody has a right to rely on information uh, in the Bible. And in fact, one of our expert witnesses, James Duke, who is the world's leading herbalist, worked for the, um, the um, United States Agriculture Department for almost 30 years and sure. has a huge record of herbal discoveries, um, has three volumes out on herbs from the Bible. These are not religious documents. These are secular documents saying, look, the Bible contains some really important information. We're arguing that our group, uh, Daniel Chapter 1, has a right to rely on that information, both as a church on one hand and as a, a citizen of the United States on the other. What do you speculate, or if you're willing to, that might be behind the FTC's motivation for attacking this church. I mean, obviously, if the FTC is victorious here, they could put this church essentially out of business, even though it's not a business. They could, they could destroy the operations of this church. Why do you think they're doing that? Uh, the, the whole experience of this uh, organization uh, stems from a raid, essentially, that the FTC did on the web, uh, on the international web, on the Internet. They went through and selected out about 130 organizations, and it, it, it is really an intimidating thing. And then what they did is send all 130 organizations a, a, a basically a set of charges. Uh, basically, it said, you folks are violating the law, you folks are criminals, either give up, go out of business, do something, or we're going to come after you. Of that 130, all but uh, about 10 uh, either went out of business or signed consent orders with the FTC agreeing not to provide the information they were providing before. Uh, that in itself, I believe, is an extraordinary uh, suppression of important uh, exchange in the democratic society. Oh, yes. Ten of these groups said they would fight. So far, only two of them are still hanging in there. Uh, others are negotiating with the FTC. We don't know where they're going to end up. Uh, but... Uh, the, we are, uh, Daniel Chapter 1, uh, Jim and Trish Vigio are absolutely determined to uh, fight this battle to the end and find out what comes out. Uh, as far as putting them, quote, uh, out of business, uh, and as you point out, they are not actually in business, but in uh, shutting down their activities, the cost has already been extraordinary, uh, but uh, Jim and, and his team are very confident that uh, they will be supported to the level that they need to be supported to make this battle. Um, and we believe that they will be able to survive. Even if they lose this case, they will be able to survive, I believe, because there are ways of approaching this issue that, um, that we could use 
But Jim refuses to sign a consent order with the FTC. He is saying that nothing they said was wrong. Uh, everything they said was correct. They've never had a complaint. Uh, they have enormous, they have hundreds of endorsements from people whose lives have been changed by using their products. This is a battle they want to fight. I want to commend you and Jim for standing up to this, by the way. The website is danielchapter1.com. You can go there and help support this organization, folks, if you're listening and you want to support this church and its mission to stand up for what's right, to stand up for its right to, to exercise free speech and freedom of religion. So uh, a lot of thanks go out to you, Jim, also for representing this this client. You know, I've interviewed many companies who were affected by that sweep by the FTC, that intimidating, oppressive uh, sweep of 130 companies. I've talked to many of them, and none of them are willing to go on the record because they're all scared to death that they're going to be targeted or arrested and imprisoned. That's one of the that's one of the things I find to be most offensive about this. Uh, this is a free country, and the FTC and the FDA at Spartner are going around intimidating people systematically. And by the way, I believe uh, very strongly, I've been working in this field for almost 40 years, I believe very, very strongly that the kind of imitation that we, uh, in- intimidation that we see from the FTC and the FDA is a very large part of why our health care uh, delivery is the worst in the world and the highest cost in the world, the worst in the world of industrial countries. We're 35th in the world in industrial, uh, in the world in, in healthcare, and we are highest in cost, twice as high as the next country. And this intimidation from the FDA and the FTC has created a significant part of that because people are not free to exchange information about what it is that can help them solve their own health problems. We've completely eliminated the ability of the individual person to have an open and clear conversation within their communities about what they do to help themselves. Yeah, because this this is really a mission by the FTC. It's kind of a search and destroy mission about nutritional knowledge. I mean, what they want to do, it seems, is to enforce nutritional illiteracy across the United States of America. A- absolutely. They, they, are, they are weakening the individual uh, citizen from being able to provide the best for themselves and their families. And they're doing that. We have uh, 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 dozens and dozens, that is Daniel Chapter 1, has dozens and dozens and dozens of testimonials about how their products have been used to help them solve their health problems. Uh, a health problem, for example, would be some people, uh, the, the physios are not opposed to uh, people taking uh, chemotherapeutic agents. They don't say they should. They, they say their whole premise is do your health care the way you think is right. Use every source of information you can and make your decisions. And in the, if you decide to use uh, chemotherapeutic agents, the products that Daniel Chapter 1 puts out can help you. And there are, there are hospitals that have referred people to Daniel Chapter 1 after sending them off on chemotherapeutic uh, activities. The FTC is saying that's wrong. They're saying that 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 should not be permitted. Basically, if the FTC succeeds in that kind of an argument, there are going to be people in this country who are severely ill and perhaps die because the FTC has prohibited the information that is uh, necessary for them to move forward from being shared. That's, that's a very scary thought. I mean, it, it, it makes really a medical police state out of our country, doesn't it? It is a medical police state um, uh, tied to the, uh, the uh, industries that turn out pharmaceuticals, uh, uh, radiation, and surgery. Those are the only three methods that are considered to be uh, mainstream and uncontroversial for treating cancer. 
and yet we have not been very effective in our cancer war, so-called, and we have not been very effective in helping people who are actually inside that system. Now, along comes uh, this company is a small company. I mean, they're you know they're in the under ten million dollar range. It's just a remarkable. Here you've got these billions of dollars of corporations that turn out uh, products that uh, you know the FDA approves them, and then five years later has to take them off the market because they've killed the dozens of people. And uh, they don't bother to regulate those folks uh, until there's a huge hue and cry. But they put in a huge amount of energy into dealing with something that is a tiny, tiny tiny little company. I mean, it's not even a company. It's a church. I, I know your time is very short. Uh, I have just a couple more questions for you. You're actually filing a legal brief or a challenge today, correct? Well, yes, we are in the middle of, um, of uh, uh, the so-called discovery portion of the uh, FTC case. And um, we have received uh, what, what we, we think are uh, owners' uh, demands for information. They want all the financial records of this church, for example, and they want those records to prove, in their opinion, that it's not a church, even though it's uh, even though it's uh, incorporated as a church, recognized by the state of Washington as a church, and all uh, legal uh, indicators are it's a church. They want to challenge that question. Um, we are filing a, a, a motion today to, to dismiss the entire case on the basis of the fact that. Uh, uh, it is a church. They don't have authority, and that the way they're proceeding on this case is onerous. And what happens if you win this legal challenge? And also, I'd like you to answer: What happens ultimately if if you lose this? What happens to that church, and what happens to America if you lose? Well, first of all, if we win, uh, there's one thing that the Fijos would want to make really clear, and it's uh, also I agree with it, and that is that. Uh, while they're a church and they're arguing for their right as a church to do what they're doing and they base everything they're doing in their beliefs uh, from their church and from their Bible, uh, Daniel chapter 1 is based on the idea that, uh, that uh, the chapter 1 of the book of Daniel sets out uh, a notion that uh, dietary regimen is crucial to well-being. Um, but their main point is that they believe all citizens, whether they're a part of a church or not, have the right to develop and present and and engage in the debate about health care and to provide products in the, uh, about health care. Uh, the only thing that they uh, agree to in any kind of limitation is if people actually get up and make false factual statements. If they say, this water will cure cancer, and there's no support for that statement whatsoever, they believe that that is not a sound way to proceed. Aside from that, they think everybody, churches or not, have a right to make the kinds of claims that they've been making in their materials. Uh, they, and they worked very hard to comply with the FTC guidelines, and the FTC is taking the position that they were not successful. So um, that's why that's part of why we're fighting this. And if but that's, win- but that's up to the, that's a very subjective decision by the FTC. They can essentially declare anything to be in violation. Yeah, and they can also declare they also can accept anything as not being in violation. And so what they end up doing almost invariably is, if you're large and powerful, they accept what you say, and if you're small and weak, they push you out of business. I mean, that's the basic uh, standard if you watch their operations. But take, set that aside for the moment. If we win this case, uh, we will have broadened out the and, – and I think there's a, a better than 50-50 chance that we might. Um, there's, that will broaden out the, the nature of the debate 
that we're uh, having in this country around health care. Right now, the health care debate is characterized as we have the best health care system in the world. Uh, we just have uh, too little money for everyone to buy into it. So if we could just figure out how to get more money to the drug companies and the, and the surgeons and the, and the people who do radiation, we just get more money to them, you know, through some kind of program or something, then everything will be fine. That's what the debate is about. That's when you, when you say uh, healthcare reform, they mean healthcare finance reform, get people on insurance and so on. In fact, the real debate in this country is about the quality of our healthcare. The quality of our healthcare is way below where it is in the rest of the world and where it should be for us. And that quality debate is what is being closed down by the FTC and the FDA when we win this case that that will be opened up to some degree. There'll still be a long way to go before it's a full debate, but it'll be the beginning. If this case is lost, it will be another nail in the coffin of the public's ability to actually engage in full-blown discussion about how to do their health care. In the, in the country right now, there are massive amounts of known information about dietary supplements, about herbs, and about alternative methods of treating all diseases well-known, embraced by doctors, embraced by scientists, but not widely circulated because of the kinds of uh, bans that the FDA and the FTC have put on the debate about health care in the United States today. Now, speaking of bans, if, if the FTC is victorious here and they're banning this free speech, banning this information, isn't it also conceivable that, technically speaking, they could ban the Bible itself because it recommends herbs for health? Well, that, that is correct on, uh, on a technical level, but, but, but remember what the, the, the tactic that the FTC does is it says, if you are making money doing these activities, we can ban you. If you don't make money doing it, then uh, you, we can't uh, 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 oversee you. Now, th what that means is that only, there, nobody who is, only people without resources are allowed to engage in the debate. Now if the, <laughs> right. now, if the FTC wanted to, they could go to the major Bible publisher in the country and make an argument. If, let, just, let's just say, just take, for example, we bought all of Jim Duke's books. There are three of them, Herbs from the Bible, and a whole bunch of Bibles, and a bunch of dietary supplements, and put them in the same store at the same time, the FDA or the FTC could go in there and seize everything, including the Bibles, under the laws that currently exists. By the way, there's another very important point to make here, and that is that simultaneously to our legal battle with the FTC, uh, and also, by the way, the FTC, FDA has now written a warning letter to uh, Daniel Chapter 1, which we are also in the process of preparing a defense for, but um, let's, uh, let me just point out that simultaneously to the legal activities, we are also engaging in a, uh, in a political battle uh, to get a piece of legislation through Congress that stops the FTC and the FDA from doing what they're doing. And that would be a, a bill that is sponsored by Ron Paul and Peter DeFazio and a number of other congressmen, uh, both uh, conservatives and liberals, Republicans and Democrats. Um, it's um, called the uh, Health Freedom Act, and uh, it is uh, a very important piece of legislation that Ron Paul will be introducing this spring. Uh, it's, it was in in the last two sessions of Congress, and uh, we're um, uh, very serious in putting uh, political effort behind that. Is that the Health Freedom Protection Act? Yes, it is. Okay. 
All right, yeah, that's that's something we're going to be supporting very strongly. Uh, finally, one last question for you, Jim. I know you've got to got to run here. What can a listener do to help support your efforts and support victory here over the FTC's censorship? Well, one one thing it can do is go to the Daniel Chapter uh, One site and uh, and uh, you know you can try the products for one thing, but also uh, there is a an opportunity to, to uh, contribute. Um, and also they have a, a radio program, which you can find on their site. And I think listening to that program from time to time and uh, hearing about what these people are up to would be very valuable. Uh, in addition to that, I am uh, chairman of the board of a group called Citizens for Health. It came into existence in 1993 and was the uh, primary consumer voice for passage of uh, of Deshay, the Dietary Supplement Health and Education Act, which is the uh, which is a, a big breakthrough uh, for our side of the debate. Uh, there's going to be a big assault on that legislation, we expect. But nonetheless, Citizens for Health is a place where you can go and get on their website and, and get or- oriented there. Um, it's, it doesn't cost anything, although you can make contributions, you can join. But you can just go there and uh, action alerts are put out on a regular basis, and that includes action alerts in this dietary supplement battle. So that's another thing uh, listeners could do. Uh, and let me the pl- web address for that? Uh, yes, it's it's called citizens.org. Citizens.org. Let me toss in a little commercial for myself. Uh, I've just jointly uh, authored a book with uh, uh, a friend and partner of mine, uh, named Lawrence Chickering, um, and we have uh, written this book, which is called uh, "Voice of the People: The Transpartisan Imperative in American Life." We're arguing that the whole American debate, and we think this healthcare debate is an example. We talk about it a bit in the book. The whole American debate has been um, distorted by making it sound like conservatives and liberals are at each other's throats all the time, and uh, uh, they fight, and then we decide between them which one is right. In fact, what we have going on is in almost every major issue, such as the one we've just been talking about, you have conservatives, liberals, middle-of-the-roaders, people who really believe in freedom fighting against people who are much more interested in dominating the rights of individuals. And to make it be liberal and conservative just completely distorts that story. Uh, the book, Voice of the People, the Transpartisan Imperative in American Life, uh, deconstructs that particular way of seeing things and argues that if we draw on both conservative and liberal traditions, we'll come up with better answers than if we try to do one or the other alone. And uh, that's a helpful way of thinking about this kind of battle, because as I say, we've got people on the left, people on the right, and people in the middle all battling for us on uh, this, this health care, dietary supplement, alternative medicine front. We've got more than 150 million people using alternatives to mainstream medicine right now, and I think that number is just going to grow over time. Yeah, it, it seems to me that many of these issues, like, like health care, have really become the corporations versus the people. That's exactly what happens. People need to understand that um, corporations are actually uh, quasi-governments. Um, they're big, huge bureaucracies that have their own security systems, their own uh, relations with foreign countries, and uh, they run themselves just like governments. And uh, to think that uh, by uh, saying, well, let's get the government out of the, out of the area and let the corporations run it, that you're making progress, is a total misnomer. All right, folks. Well, you, you've heard what's at stake here. This is a very big deal. Your health freedoms, the future of you, your family, your children, it's all at stake here. Please support Daniel Chapter 1. Go to the website, danielchapter1.com. Support citizens.org. That's the the group called Citizens for Health. And I just want to thank you, Jim, for your time. 
All right, there you have it, folks. That's the interview with Jim Turner from Citizens.org. Please support his work as well as the nonprofit that I just mentioned there. Please also support Daniel Chapter 1 by going to danielchapter1.com. And thank you for supporting us, naturalnews.com. This is Mike Adams signing off. I'm the health ranger, the editor of naturalnews.com. Talk to you again soon.